0: Welcome to the Martech
1: Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk about working with people of all sorts of shapes and sizes. Joining us is Anya Khan, who is the CEO and founder of Rise Visible, which is a disabled, women owned, full service digital marketing agency specializing in digital marketing, web development, SEO, and branding. And Rise Visible helps small businesses that feel isolated or lost in the digital shuffle get seen, heard, and build communities. And today, Anya and I are going to talk about disability visibility in marketing. Okay, here's the first part of my conversation with Anya Khan, the CEO and founder of Rise Visible. Anya, welcome to the Martech Podcast.
2: Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. A Pleasure to have
1: you on the show. Excited to have this conversation. It's an important topic. And we want to talk a little bit about not only diversity and inclusion, something we Try to practice and preach here on the Martech podcast, but you have a even more filtered version of DNI focusing on disability visibility in marketing. Talk to me first and foremost about disability visibility. What is that to you?
2: Sure. So disability visibility is something that has come into obviously focus with DEI. So we have diversity, equity, and inclusion. And the interesting thing is that disability is something that we are often overlooking in those conversations. And it is the number one marginalized group of people in the United States because it does not discriminate. Disability is found in every race, age group, demographic of people. And it's a conversation that I've noticed when speaking about DEI that people often forget about. And then I have to go, hey, we need to remember people with disabilities. And the other part of it that's so important is that a lot of people think disabilities are visible. We see somebody in a wheelchair, we see somebody that we automatically assume has a disability, but there's a lot of invisible disabilities. You are walking around with hundreds of people around you that you don't even know could have disabilities.
1: It's funny, you mentioned disabilities, and I feel like the disability stereotype is somebody that has a physical disability. And we don't think about when somebody has a disability that you can't see or some sort of cognitive impairment or development. What do you call that? I'm always worried about using the wrong terms.
2: So disability, according to the ADA, is anything that impairs your ability to function normally within society. So that could be a mental impairment. It could be a illness that completely debilitates you. So disability is this very wide umbrella that can be talked about on so many different levels that people don't know.
1: I don't know if this is actually true, but when I was leaving high school and going to college, I went to my pediatrician, because apparently when you're 18, you still go to those, and was like, I'm a little worried about being able to focus in college. And my pediatrician looked at me and said, oh, you must have ADD then. Yeah, I could see it in your eyes. Here's some Adderall and I was diagnosed as ADD. Now, I, I don't think it was a appropriate diagnosis, but maybe I have ADD, maybe I don't. There was not a lot of testing, and this was obviously a long time ago. I think of ADD, ADHD, uh, my sister is dyslexic. You know, Do those count as disabilities? According to the ADA, is that kind of like lumped in in what we consider to be a disability?
2: The interesting thing about the ADA is they do have these general guidelines and they don't have anything that says this exactly will make you be somebody that is qualified as such. But there are things listed there like ADHD or dyslexia because those things do greatly affect and impairs the ability to do things. So with the websites that we do, we help with accessibility. And one of the accessibility features for websites is changing the font so that people with dyslexia can actually read a website better. So that is considered and it is a part of accessibility on websites. So something like that is considered a disability. It just depends. It's like a spectrum of everything, right? Everything in the world is this huge spectrum. It just depends on how much it affects you. How much does it impair you? Does it affect your daily life?
1: Obviously, we're all unique little snowflakes. No one is perfect and we all have things that we are dealing with and some people are affected more than others. Talk to me a little bit about how disabilities and disability visibility affect marketers. What do marketers need to know about helping people with disabilities, working with people with disabilities, and crafting their marketing strategies to address that market as well?
2: So I think that's a great thing to think about as a marketer, because when you're looking at one of the largest demographic of marginalized people in the United States, you're missing a whole group of people if you're not marketing to them. And the interesting thing about those with disabilities, again, they're often judged. They're often looked at like, oh, they're not real people. I mean, I have friends of mine in wheelchairs that people will talk to like little kids. Hi, how are you doing? What do you need? And these are like grown adults. And with marketing, we have to realize that people want to be seen. They want to be heard. They want to be considered. And they're real human beings. And we often miss that mark, I think, as marketers. We don't think about that. A lot of people don't. I mean, now we're having these kinds of conversations, but we're generally, when marketing, we're looking at the public or we're looking at a demographic of people that we are targeting for a target market, but we don't often think about the disabled group within that market. If you're like, okay, well, I want to market to skiers there may actually be disabled skiers. What are there things that we can do to provide a better experience for somebody who is skiing that maybe has sensitivity to X, Y, or Z? I mean, I don't believe in anything or marketing where we have to like, we need to make everything padded for everybody. Like, oh, well, we have to consider every little tiny thing because that's not life. But there are general things that we can do to be more inclusive to the larger world of people that need a sense of adaption.
1: I really appreciate your honesty and transparency about the realities of marketing, because inherently good marketing is somewhat exclusionary, right? I am looking for a target market. I am not marketing to everybody. I am looking for people that work in marketing that are technology driven, who listen to podcasts. We're not gender stereotyping or age stereotyping, but inherently in like what is our target market, probably a disproportionate amount of white men, to be honest with you, because marketing and technology tends to skew that way. And so as I'm trying to find those users, I'm not with our marketing specifically saying only market to white men, but that's the nature of trying to find the target audience that we have. And whether it's diversity and inclusion, like this notion of segmentation and dividing your customers mean that on some level, you are excluding other people. Now, talk to me about the benefits of being inclusive and specifically focusing on the disabled community. And what are some of the ways that marketers can try to make their content more accessible or market specifically to people with disabilities?
2: Well, just like what you're doing with this podcast, I'm not a white man, as you can see, and I'm a disabled person. So right now you are playing a large role in opening that door and allowing a group of people that really are not shown in this industry. I mean, I just worked with Authority Magazine and I'm helping them with an article about women in technology. So what we need to do as marketers is realize that people that are outside of what you're used to, I mean, psychology says we put people around us that are like us. It's just safe to us. So if we grew up in a certain city, we'd be more apt to hang out with people from that city. Or if we like certain types of sports, we'll be more apt to jive with somebody who's doing X, Y, or Z this sport. So we have to be more open to go like, well, we know this and this is what we know. But if we go outside of what we know, we might find something really amazing and unique and cool. And the great thing about marketing, isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be finding the unique spin, the unique story, the way to connect to our audience in a way that is different. And by utilizing other sexes, utilizing other people that can come in, like people with disabilities can offer really beautiful, interesting ways to deal with life. Like ADHD, for example, super hyper-focused, amazingly accurate at certain things. And they're often overlooked. The common thing is when we see somebody, and I've done it myself very much so in my life, where I've seen somebody in a wheelchair, looks different, and I automatically want to look away because I'm like, I don't know what to do with that. Like, I'm not sure what to say, what to do. And I don't want to look like a jerk because I'm staring because this is different. But there's movements now, like a local organization by me called Organ Supported Living. And they have this thing called Look Me in the Eye. And it's this whole campaign about... People with disabilities just want to be considered. They want to be looked at as human beings. They want to be looked at in the eye. They want to have the same kind of opportunities. And they also don't want to be given opportunities based on the fact that they're disabled. They want to be looked at for what they can do as a human being rather than, oh, you're an amazing person in a wheelchair. No, I'm just an amazing person. I'm just good at what I'm doing.
1: Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X.co. So there's the idea that some people's visibility are easy to spot. It's pretty clear when somebody is in or is not in a wheelchair. When I approved your speaker application and I looked at the topic and I said, oh, this is great. You know, we're always looking for ways to produce content that supports diverse groups. I didn't realize that you actually had a disability and I wouldn't, looking at you, know that. So there's the problem of, well, there's the obvious disabilities because you can see them and therefore know that they happen. But some people have disabilities that you never would know about just by talking to them. When you're thinking about disability marketing for the sort of unseeable disability, How should you address that group? I don't want to say define the group, but understand when somebody has a disability and how does that affect what your marketing strategies are when you're putting together your campaigns?
2: You know, it's a very interesting question because like you said, it's an obscure group of people. Like I can walk out into the world and somebody would never pin me as somebody disabled. I look healthy. I look normal. Clearly I'm not. I know what's going on over here. But when we're marketing to that kind of group, it's finding different ways, like really great marketing things that we're seeing right now, for example, is let's say beauty campaigns. They used to be just like really hot, attractive, blonde, tall, skinny women with boobs and very dark haired men with whatever. And now we're seeing people with little Lego. We're seeing people, I mean, these are obviously visible disabilities, but also just this inclusivity with the visible, helps those of us who are not visible feel like we're being seen. Because you can't, as marketers, be able to figure out who those people are with invisible disabilities. It's just unrealistic to be able to figure that out. It's like trying to look at a, a box and go like, well, what's in there? Like, you don't know. But by being open and making sure your campaigns do include people that do have visible disabilities, helps those with invisible disabilities feel seen too, because it's very hard in both worlds. It's hard to not be able to escape your disability by being in a wheelchair. Like no one's going to see you as a normal person. That's just the way it is. I'm a person in a wheelchair. I might have friends that don't treat me that way, but it's just what is, or you have an invisible disability that people don't see and don't even understand that you feel like completely unseen for. So. For me, as a person with a very invisible disability, when I see a wheelchair in an ad or I'm building out a campaign and I'm making sure that there's inclusive people in there, my reach is to reach further, deeper to those that are invisible to be able to bring them in and feel like they are being accounted for or they're being looked at because there's a visible representation of disability, period.
1: So the marketing strategy here is kind of the same with diversity and inclusion. When we think about gender, ethnicity, be inclusive, period, full stop. And that includes people with visible disabilities. You mentioned earlier that your company, and we were talking about dyslexia and the use of fonts, accessibility of your marketing. There are a wide variety of potential disabilities, probably more than I would ever understand or know. What can you do to make sure that your marketing campaigns, your websites, your digital assets are accessible to as many people as possible?
2: With people doing things like SEO and actually looking at fonts and all of these other things that we're adding or are pieces and parts of what we're doing, we're starting to learn and understand more what is better. So for example, people that are not really great with being able to see very well. We want to make sure that, I mean, this is just general marketing anyway and graphic design, but that things have enough depth to them. You're using black and white, or you're using red and something. You're using something that's contrasting, something that's not so close. You're not going to put red and orange over top of each other. I mean, those might look great together, but there's not enough contrast for somebody who has a visual impairment. To do that. So, that's a very minor thing that we can consider, but it's also a design thing that we should be considering anyway. (laughs) You know, this is kind of basic design. But also, when we're thinking about fonts, fonts that are readable, fonts that anybody can read again, this is a design thing. You want people to be able to read your marketing content. So, you want it to be legible and understood, but it's also going to help other people who have a very hard time, like those with dyslexia, be able to take in an ad with like, oh, this there's a crazy scriptic font and I can't at all know what's going on here. So a lot of things that we're looking at in marketing and creating assets are things that are already in good use if you're doing good practice with design, but they greatly affect people, as well as SEO. SEO is affected by so many things, but when we're thinking about disability, having alt tags, is so important to every image on your site because it helps your SEO, of course, but when you're looking at somebody with a disability going to your website, you might be able to see an image. Well, if somebody's using a screen reader, they can't see the images. They're relying on the machine to tell them what they're seeing. I'm seeing a girl sitting here in a yellow shirt typing on a computer whatever the case may be. And this is going to help you market because if your website and your things are not accessible, people are just going to swipe through them and you're missing money. Disabled people want to spend money. (laughs) Disabled people want to buy things. Don't cast us out.
1: My big takeaway here, and I appreciate you coming on the podcast and being the representative for the disabled community. My big takeaways are most of the time you don't recognize the disabled community even when you're talking to them. And by being inclusive in your marketing and incorporating people that have clear disabilities, you're not just marketing to the wheelchair crowd. You're marketing to people with the hidden disabilities that you might not know of. You're expanding your target market, you're being inclusive. When you're building your digital assets, thinking about accessibility, thinking about things like your alt tags, your font selections, your color schemes, and making sure that, yeah, design is incredibly important. We all want beautiful websites, but functionality, accessibility, readability, obviously matter in terms of the consumption of your content, but also who can consume your content. And at the end of the day, there's a moral and ethical component to this conversation as well. How you treat people and not just casting aside groups of the population because they're different, because they have challenges that you might not have, it makes you human. And we can incorporate that ethos and that thought into our marketing. So outside of our marketing, you know, the rest of the world starts to think and act the same way. If you see someone being inclusive in your marketing, maybe that trickles over from product sales, and maybe that actually gets into how we treat each other and Honestly, that's what's probably the most important at the end of the day. Anya, I appreciate you coming on the podcast and being the voice and the face of the disabled community and talking to us a little bit about how to market to that group specifically. Thanks for coming on and being my guest.
2: Well, I just appreciate it so much. Thank you for this great opportunity.
1: All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Anya Khan, the founder and CEO of Rise Visible. If you'd like to get in touch with Anya, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is RiseVisible. That's R-I-S-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E. Or you can visit her company's website, which is RiseVisible.com.
0: Then visit IHearEverything.com.